This Jerry Glanville edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code SGP for up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets. That's MyBookie.ag promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also teaming up with All Things Comedy to run back the 2019 NFL playoffs via Madden Sims and give away ten thousand dollars in MyBookie credits. The tournament starts July third. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC for all the info. At sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash ATC. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Cushy Dreams. Cushy Dreams is a new company with a full line of premium smokable CBD, now shipping legally to all 50 states. And if you use the promo code SGP, you get 15% off. That's K U S H Y dreams.com, promo code SGP. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Ooh, welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking that money green with my partner in picks, Ryan, real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. Do we have an emergency sound effect? This is probably the closest. Wow. The bat signal went up about 90 minutes ago. Maybe it was more like whatever, 150 minutes ago, but the bat signal went up and Sean, we brought this man next to us. Joining us as always, third man in the booth, Colby Dan, aka the Danta Base. What's happening, Colby? Oh man, just you know, I'm just really excited about life right now, guys. For, for the record, it's picked on D. Yeah, yeah. Pick, yeah. Okay. Well, that, I yeah, thought that's picked on D in the broadcast booth, but mm. yeah, Kramer's talking about the bat signal. We weren't scheduled to do any sort of podcast today. Supposed to be my day off, but I'm out running. Just knocked out 60 minutes of oh, a hardcore Jesus. run, put in six miles. <laughs> then I pull out my phone. I got a missed call and a voicemail from Colby. I'm like, oh my God, it must, it must be an emergency. Probably the only time that's ever happened. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I get a text saying, check Slack. And uh, I, I, I fired up there and he said, Glanville's in, but we got to do it. We got to do it ASAP. <laughs> Guy, guys has a busy schedule. He's heading out of town. He doesn't know if he wants to do media. Colby explained that we're not really media <laughs> and uh, he was down. And, and, and honestly, one of the, uh, I mean, you'll hear in a second you in show business, there's a thing where you don't want to hype up something too much. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, oh, that wasn't as, but this is awesome. Yeah. I mean, this legitimately, I, we were laughing our asses off a ton of great little nuggets all along the way. And uh, I mean, Glanville was the man. And then certainly shout out to a recent guest and and now like just Hall of Fame guest because he's helping us get other guests. June Jones coming through, reaching you know, legend man. Basically, we're using June Jones's name to book Jerry Glanville, and uh, it's all it's all coming together. And so that was awesome. Can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. It's it's uh, really pretty great. But before 
we get to the interview. A couple, a uh, couple things we got to knock out. Of course, mybookie.ag, the presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast, teaming up with them and all things comedy. We're running back the 2019 playoffs, and we're going to be doing that by uh, simulating them on Madden as we normally do. We're giving away ten thousand dollars in mybookie.ag credits. You just got to go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/atc, fill out your little uh, confidence pool there. And um, yeah, I mean, and who who would have thought Cam Newton found a way to get into the playoffs? So <laughs> and, and, and yeah, and so we're and and kind of closing that out there. We're using 2020 rosters. So breaking news hit uh, yesterday that yeah. Cam Newton was signed to the New England Patriots. So the Patriots have Cam Newton because we're using 2020 <laughs> rosters yeah. for the 2019 we're, matchup. So the Patriots have Cam Newton. We, we were literally like, well, what should we do about this? Cause the Patriots are absolute, absolute trash. Now that Tom Brady's gone and then boom, Cam Newton falls into our lap, falls into Sean's it's lap, a baby fucking uh, wheel. Falls in, now my favorite. Can I just, can we get into this real quick? Yeah. Because my favorite thing about the Cam Newton thing, much like when we had uh, deflate gate and everyone from Boston was a era physicist <laughs> PSI, everyone, everyone is flooding out of the closet to welcome cam Newton into t- where I'm pretty sure this same population of individuals, they might be the fan base that would make fun of cam Newton. Perhaps I've said some things might. that would not be so appropriate in 2020. Well, and I've, I've criticized cam. I I've always thought that he was a guy that didn't, he had so many physical gifts, but kind of underperformed mm. him, not diving for the football in the super bowl that mm. he took a little mm. knock in my book, but Sham him, Newton. He objectively earned the title Sham Newton. Yeah, but him in New England buying yeah. in to the Belichick system, which if he adopts the Patriot way, mm-hmm. that's that's really kind of the attitude, the discipline, the hustle. That was what I think was missing out of Cam Newton's game. So if Belichick can inject that into Cam Newton. And I don't know what it is about me falling in love with dudes who have all the potential in the world but just can't seem Dwight to get Howard. it there. Dwight Howard is very, very along the same lines. Cam Newton a bit better, I think. Uh, at the end of the day, he has reached the top of the mountain at some level, which is more than you can say about Mr. Dwight Howard. Now, what? Here's what I'll say too, Josh McDaniels. I've touched on this repeatedly, but if there's a guy who can make an offense work for Cam Newton, he, based on his Instagram feed, he looks healthy. He looks fit, and uh, you know it's a little annoying. I I still have not. I need to pull the tape, Sean, because we definitely talked about this like months yeah, and months and, and months and, ago. And I thought the window had kind of passed. And also, maybe this is me kind of overthinking it. I thought Belichick getting Cam Newton that was too obvious. That Belichick's yeah, right? arrogance. Would be I want to start Jared Stidham and prove to everyone I'm the best. But really, uh, maybe there's a practical side of Bill where he's like, oh, at the end of the day, it's Cam Newton's better yeah. than Jared Stidham. Well, yeah. and I don't know where I heard this, but uh, it, it might have been it might have been a clip from a from an interview. But it was a Nick Saban basically saying that the hardest, the toughest guy he's ever played is Cam Cameron Newton. Saban coach with the uh, Saban is yeah. a Belichick guy. So yeah. there, there could be a little of that going on. I, I certainly think, you know, and I posted it uh, over at, at Kramer centric oh. Uh, oh. on, not on, not, not on, on Instagram. Instagram. That's okay. more, that's more curated. This is uh Twitter where all the trash lives, but I, I did post the, the Cam Newton comeback Oh, on the road in Alabama, which like amazing. Again, I someone someone tried to throw Tebow in my face when I said I, I'm not sure I s- I've seen a better player at the college level. 
Tebow is the one of the most accomplished players yeah. at the college level. But you level. also knew, yeah. Tebow is not one of the greatest players I've watched at Agreed. the college level. Agreed. And there's always a difference. You gotta you gotta separate those two. But if you listen, you called me Pick Dundee, mm. right? And Dundee. Dundee. I'm sorry. Dundee. Pick Dundee, not like Al Bundy. But um, uh, I made the. I'm holding on to a Patriots future to ah, win the AFC go. East that I had a few months ago. And, and yeah. Great, great yeah. transition there. You uh, know. And certainly there, there's going to be some crazy line movement on their win total on the division. And I'm sure I'll talk to McKee, make sure we get a post up over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, breaking all that down. So yeah, we'll see where uh, things end up with Cam, and and you have an exclusive look. The first time ever to see Cam Newton in a Patriots jersey will be in our tournament kicking off July third. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/atc for your chance at over ten thousand dollars in my bookie prizes. One more thing to get to before uh, we uh, we talk to the Jerster. <laughs> Mr. Glanville, aka Coach Glanville. I go, I go with Coach. Oh man, just so I mean, it, it, again, I don't want to hype it up, but it's just so awesome. <laughs> Colby, you have started your your uh, your Quixote like quest yeah. to break down and preview one episode per Division One NCAA football team. <laughs> one hundred and thirty preview episodes in total. Your how many have dropped so far? Just one, just right? One. Just Alabama just the magic number one. But we're gonna go team by team, like the Avon lady, Sean, door to door, going through every single Division One college football team, talking about last season, go through their win totals if we hit or if we did not, and then this year's win totals. Go game by game, breaking it down. New additions from coaching to uh, to obviously uh, you know, replacing big time players like with Alabama, Tua gone, Mac Jones stepping in. So. And, and and before you ask. Strict time limit on these, Sean. Strict yes, time yes. limit. I, I we, we don't want to. We don't want the database to overheat and burn out. We got it. We got it. This is training camp, so we're doing it's interval training. Yeah. You know, it, it's like when you're lifting weights, and instead of doing a ton of weights and maxing out and blowing out your arms, you do low weights, but you do crazy number yeah. amount of reps. Getting his reps in, getting ready for the college football season, and I think we'll probably make like a page or somewhere yes. people can go to find whatever team they're looking for easily. But I mean, essentially, the college experience feed is going to start seeing two episodes drop every single day. Two a days, man. It's that it's that time of year. And we're not taking days, weekends man. off. Like <laughs> if we don't keep this pace up, we're not getting done before the season starts. There we go. Assuming the season is going to start. Oh, uh, don't do that to me. Kay. You know what? The greater story is about how a podcast host on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network previewed all 130 teams. Even though the season got canceled, like <laughs> from Sean and I's perspective, that's a better story. That's going to gain a lot of media notoriety. I don't know if that story is going to go viral though. <laughs> Although I, I, I have a feeling Colby's going to just the phone's going to be ringing Dude, off the, the it, hook. I'll I, say. I'll say this: If the football season's canceled, I'm, I'm demanding that we do Sims of Jerry Glanville's pigskin football. But, but last thing to wrap it up, because we didn't want to show any favoritism. Classic Colby move. Uh, we are going alphabetical with one caveat. He did insist we start with the Power Five because they're better. <laughs> Colby wow, did insist Colby. we start with the Power Five. How because dare you? I was uh, listening to the Alabama preview episode and and they were walking through the schedule and Colby. I could tell got kind of bummed out that he wouldn't have time to break down Alabama versus Kent State. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because. Uh, it's probably not going to impact their win total. He should move along, but you could tell there was a back. Yeah, they usually make a bowl. This Kent Dude, State team, the golden flashes, man. They're coming up, man. Watch out for them in the MAC. So yeah, stay tuned for that. 
we're going to be uh, putting a lot of work into it, but Colby demands that he previews every team. And, and while he's doing that, by the way, he's also breaking down week by week, the schedule That's right. of the 2020 season, oh a couple God. weeks at a time. So Look, I'll put, I'll put it up against any other college football podcast. Listen, yeah. I, I would recommend you hit the subscribe button. Uh, you can head over sports gambling podcast.com to find that information. You can follow at gambling podcast. You can follow at the SGP network. All of those places you can find, and you can just type in the college experience into Google and iTunes, wherever that is. Easy enough to find. All right, let's get to the Jerry J- or I almost said Jerry Jones. That would have been a disgusting <laughs> act. Jerry Glanville interview. Get your ass off the podcast, Sean. Before we do, shout out to Ace. Ace is the place if you're wanting to start your own sports book. Just go to aceforhead.com/sgp. That's aceforhead.com slash SGP. Get up to six weeks free of Ace's awesome uh, sportsbook management software. They do it all. They set you up with the website. They come up with the lines. They grade the lines. Wagers graded immediately, and, and their system is 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 just boss. Top notch customer support. Um, and again, it's going twenty four seven. If you have any sort of issues, which you won't. Plus, the site they hook you up with is a uh, is mobile compatible. They do it all, even live in-game wagering. Just go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Joining us on the line, coaching legend Jerry Glanville. Jerry, appreciate you calling in. How's life these days? Well, we're kind of disappointed. I raced the last uh Saturday and I unfortunately wrecked the car. I was uh, racing down in South Georgia and, and uh, working my way up through the pack. He came out of turn four too heavy and uh, uh, I sort of ruined our summer because it's going to take us a couple of weeks to put the car back together. I drove the I drove the right frame rail right through the oil pan, so we we got some things to fix. Oh man! So wait, I, I know you uh, used to drive NASCAR back in the day, but you're still you're still out racing right now. Yeah, I, I drove last week and uh, it was kind of funny because the drivers get younger. There was a driver <laughs> in the in there that was uh, 18 years old, and it was kind of funny because his, his his spotter said, "Get behind the coach, get right in behind him, and follow him, and you'll learn." Follow him because he's going up through the pack. Well, I hit the wall and he followed me and he hit the wall. Oh, so he, well. We rate two cars. Oh man! <laughs> well, he can follow instructions at least. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and he was a real hot shoe kid. He he's won over a hundred races down at uh, the Legends in Atlanta Motor Speedway. So, and they were trying to move him up. We we're in these uh, super late models, running for the Budweiser Championship, and uh, I qualified sixteenth uh, in the first lap. I picked off two people, and then every other lap I would get one. And then I come out of four all by myself. There's nobody near me. And I come out real, real hot. And man, I hear the gun. Uh, I had a spool rear end, and I'm used to driving a Gleason rear end. And I think the spool, the spool turns both eel, both rear wheels equally, where at Gleason, uh, you drive off your right rear. I'm used to driving off the right rear tire, but anyway, that ruined my whole freaking summer. <laughs> oh, sorry uh, to hear puts, that, coach. Puts you behind the eight ball. Yeah, and and maybe the average uh, football fan doesn't realize this, but there was a time when you were racing NASCAR, like 1992, early 90s, racing NASCAR while being the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. 
I can't imagine another NFL coach ever doing that again. What was it like to juggle basically being a professional athlete and coaching at the high level of the NFL? Well, the sad news is they having the Bush race, NASCAR Bush race was at Atlanta. And, and I qualified right up front. We're going to have a good run. And at the same time, I was coaching the Falcons, but it was the offseason. And we got snowed out. We had two feet of snow when we woke up. So that, that got scheduled then during the football season. And at that time, that race was run. We were playing the Rams out in L.A. And uh, otherwise, I think we would have been, had a lot of fun racing in Atlanta in front of the home crowd uh, in the bush racing. You'll love this. Uh, uh, all the big boys are in there. Uh, Harry Gant and uh, Dale Jarrett and, uh, and, and everybody that you ever would want to race against was there. So it was going to be fun. Well, yeah, I guess uh bummer missing out on that, but, but duty calls, uh, you know, coaching, coaching the Falcons. And I mean, besides your coaching career, you've also had, you had a, you had a connection with uh, MC hammer. You were actually in the too legit to quit music video. I know you guys had a friendship. He was on the the sideline uh, there of a lot of Falcons game. How did that come about? He was a, a real close friend of Dion's, and uh, Dion knew him, and and Dion said, uh, "Would you mind if we had MC Hammer uh, on the sideline?" And I said, "Well, uh, we'd have to ask the team. That'd be a, a team's decision." Well, the team loved him on the sidelines. And then one time, one time, I think we were out playing Arizona in Arizona. And uh, somebody said uh, he'd like to speak to the team in the pregame. But he gave the most unbelievable pregame talk, better than I ever would have, uh, <laughs> that you ever heard from MC Hammer. And one time, how about this? We're going on a trip. I think we played the 49ers. It got out to our private charter jet. And, uh, Evander Holyfield was there and got on the plane and nobody invited him. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. when, when you're the champ, you just kind of do what you want, right? Well, who's going to walk up to every champ and say you're not allowed on the plane. <laughs> so uh, he, he, he sold Coca-Cola's in the old Fulton County stadium when he was in high school during the Falcon games. I love the Falcons. And so we took him with us out there and then he wanted to talk to the team and I said, be fantastic. And he talked so soft, so low, not one person could hear one thing he said. And I finally said, well, how about that? Let's go. <laughs> gotta get the, gotta get the energy person, going. <laughs> well, not one person knew what he's saying. I, and I imagine it was fantastic stuff, but he, he whispered. He was, he was softer than a whisper, but he's a great guy. And it wasn't very big. You know, I was always surprised when I was around him because for the heavyweight champion, he really wasn't a heavyweight. He really was a, a smaller guy. And uh, he was great for the team. We had a lot of fun. We had MC Hammer. We had Jerry Jeff Walker, great country singer from uh, Austin, Texas, who used to travel around with us. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun. We had Chris Christopherson. Chris Christopherson was the best. Uh, he, he, did he, did he give a, did he give a pregame speech? Chris Christopherson? He gave me a speech when I, we got beat by the, by the Rams out in, in uh, California, which didn't happen much. And when we came in from the game, we had three, four inches, of human feces all over the floor. The sewers backed up. 
Oh man! And everything, everything you had said on the floor, like my good cowboy boots and all that, <laughs> were covered in human feces. <laughs> and we got beat. And uh, I said, "Well, I, I said you got to do the press conference." I said, "Can we go somewhere where there's not human crap everywhere?" <laughs> oh and, man! And uh, how about that? And you lost the game. Uh, and I got up to give the speech, and Chris Christopherson walked by. He said, "Hey, coach." I said, yes, Chris, he said in his voice, deep, deep voices, don't let the bastards get you down. <laughs> and what that? So, so your boots became literal shit kickers, oh, right? Man. Oh my God. That's a great way to say that. But, I, <laughs> but and, you know, some people had, had, you know, had, had, had their loafers there in socks and maybe their underwear. I mean, it was just gross. <laughs> And uh, I, I vowed then we never lost another game in LA. That's it. <laughs> Put up with this. That was it. The next time we went out there, we beat them so bad. If it was a heavyweight fight, they'd have called it off at halftime. <laughs> oh man, that's 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 interesting because when you're watching these games as a fan, you never think of the backstory that could be going on, the extra motivation that your players are getting. From the uh, the crap they have to deal with oh over at the God. stadium. Hey, how about this? We go out there the next time, and uh, uh, who is the coach that came from Southern Cal became the Rams head coach? Uh, John Robinson. John Robinson is the head coach, and his defensive coordinator is Fisher. And we got about fifty at halftime, and we are just killing them. And they're after John because he, they they're not happy with him. So June Jones is my offensive coordinator, and I said, June, do not throw another pass. And June says, what? I goes, I don't want one more pass. I don't want one more point. We're just going to play here and get out of here. In fact, we're so far ahead, I'm putting in Oliver Luck. And uh, when you put in Oliver Luck, you know the game is won. So <laughs> it, it, so, and he goes, well, how about this? I get back and I get a call from the league office wanting to know why would I play the second half and not throw a pass? What am I doing? And I says, well, they're trying to fire coach Robinson. And I was trying to help him out. And the poor league said, you mean you don't want Robinson fired? I goes, hell no, we can beat him by 50. Why do I want him fired? <laughs> That's you know that's that that's great as an Eagles fan. I've had that same experience with a couple of the the Giants coaches the past couple of years where oh. you want to beat them but you want to beat them by that much cuz then you don't get to play them anymore. You you talk to Oh yeah. You get them too bad. The the worst remember Cody Carlson? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, he was a quarterback. We we were playing the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas and Tom Landry, I love Tom Landry, great man, great wife, great person. And uh uh, it's the first time we ever ran the four wides every single play, and they weren't ready for it. So we got them. We got the, the games over. And uh, Cody Carlson in June, I says, "Listen, you two. I said, if you two score one more point, I said, I'm firing you, June, and I'm cutting you." <laughs> and 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 Cody says, "Well, what can I do? We're like at the six yard line." I says, "Let the ball roll down your arm." He goes, "I can't do that. My parents are here." I says, "Well." <laughs> Run a bootleg if it's open, fall down, and that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, see, see, as a, as a gambler, this when this kind of stuff goes on, you're pulling your hair out. You, may, you might have cost someone the spread there who bet the total. Well, uh, it, it was a preseason game, so they don't bet on those. Anybody bets on a preseason game needs to be put in a clinic. <laughs> yes, sir. That's, yes, how, sir. that's how you know you, you you got a gambling problem. Well, you mentioned June Jones, and we we had him recently on as a guest, uh, kind of, kind of take us back to when you first started working with June Jones, the coaching philosophies you guys developed together. Well, I, I was uh, the defensive coordinator of the Falcons and one of our offensive coaches was John North. John North had been the head coach of the saints and he was now an offensive coach with us. And he comes by with the, you know, we had film in those days that you actually put on a projector. He says, Jerry, you better look at this film. I've looked at this guy and I can't believe it. And I said, what's he playing? He said, plays quarterback. And he goes, and you want me to look at him? Yeah, we want your opinion. I put the film on and the entire game, not one ball touched the ground. And I says, who, who is this guy? He says, this is June Jones at Portland State. And I said, we got to take this guy. And, uh, because he had transferred, I don't know, maybe 12 times, he, they, they couldn't figure out if he could be drafted or not drafted. They really were confused because he went to uh, Oregon and then he went to Hawaii and then he went to Portland State. And Miles Davis was at Portland State and Miles Davis only had one rule. Whenever you show up, we're starting everybody off as a freshman. So you played forever. And uh, uh, so we, we were able to sign June. And he came with us, and he was he was a backup playing for his backup, and we we're going to cut him. The offensive coaches are going to cut him, and Steve Barkowski hit his hand on a defensive lineman's helmet rushing in, and grabbed his hand, and he he couldn't move his hand. And June, who was like third or fourth team quarterback, uh, put on his helmet, ran out there, and won the game. And nobody put him in. Only <laughs> you would go out there. Uh, guess who we beat? We uh, we beat Bum Phillips at the Houston Oilers. And I'll give you a dollar if you can name the rookie running back for Bum that year. Uh, Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell, boy, you get the dollar. <laughs> put it on my room. All right, I'm going to put, put it, it on, on your my room. <laughs> put it on your tab, Jerry. Well, well, I, hey, well June beats him. So then, of course, he lasts forever. Now, why did we ever cut June? June is, you know, we, we, I rode a motorcycle to work. Well, June rode a motorcycle. Well, June gets in a motorcycle wreck. This is about four or five years later, and bust up his leg. And the Falcons are so mad they cut him, and he goes up to uh, up to Canada and plays up in Canada because we cut him because of the motorcycle wreck. Uh, but it's funny. He was a backup quarterback, very smart, helped our Kelsey, but he never went to the offensive meetings. As a player, he came to every defensive meeting that I ran. And I says, you know, this is defense. He goes, I just want to learn. Everything we do is so different than everybody else. And guess what? A year ago, we're coaching together in Canada. We're in the CFL. We go from last place to first place. We're still running the stuff we were running then. <laughs> they still haven't figured it out. And then last year, uh, last year we were in the XFL, and uh, uh, he had the best. He had number one offense. We had number one defense. I mean, nothing has changed much 
other than we've gotten, uh, we, we look a little different. Well, well, uh, well, coach, you don't have to tell me that I was num- the number one fan of the roughnecks. I caught roughneck fever early. <laughs> Very sad to see the, see the season end early. Oh, was it sad? Now what? listen to this. All the football we coach, we, we went out to Seattle and uh, Zoran's a good guy. He's the head coach at Seattle, but we go out there. We're running and passing in the entire game. We give up 1.2 yards of play. Never heard of it in, in all my coaching. So I'm coming off the game. Now we don't win the game because we, we couldn't score if the other team went in. So we lose the game, but one point and Oliver looked at me says, Jerry, you're going to ruin this movie. What are you doing? <laughs> I goes, Oliver, I'm doing what we always do. He goes, well, no, I hope that doesn't happen again. Well, the next week we play Washington DC who has the Heisman trophy quarterback from Ohio state. And we two weeks in, and we play them, shut them out. Are you ready? One point one yard a play, two weeks back to back, and, and that just doesn't happen in pro football. And so we had it going on pretty good, and now we're going to play St. Louis, and they got a good football team, good quarterback, and we had a good practice Thursday, so we're going to play them on Saturday. We come in Saturday to, for our final day of practice, and. We get notified the center of Seattle has the virus, and we're out. We're we're closed and done in two hours. Yeah, it's over. It's, How about that? It's so unfortunate. I know we were we were huge fans. We we love watching the league. It was great to see you coaching those Vipers up. Great defense. There was there was a photo that kind of went viral on the internet of you wearing two headsets at the same time. Yes. Yeah. What what was the strategy behind that? The phone broke. So upstairs, I have two guys upstairs. One guy gives me personnel by color. For instance, he'll say red and white, black. That tells me like red is four wides, one back, no tight. Blue is three wides, one tight. One guy gives me color. And the other guy gives me down a distance. And then I, I could talk to the players and give it to them. Well, the phone upstairs broke. It wouldn't come through the headset that I used to call the players. So I had to talk to the players with the headset on my freaking right ear <laughs> and I had to get the coat and I looked like a guy from Mars, <laughs> but that's the only way I could get. And I give those guys upstairs, by the way, you, you, I, I give the guy for down a distance when they make the tackle, he's got four seconds and has to give me the down distance. And I tell him, I don't care if you're wrong. I need a number. For instance, he'll say third and three. You can't be. I had a guy named Saban. Never hear of a guy named Saban. Oh yeah, uh, I think he's at Al. One day he went third and um, uh, third and um, 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 um. I says third my butt. You're fired. I gotta have a number. <laughs> well, I you, had a lot of, you were you I were actually good guys up there. You were actually and, and kind of switching to your time with the Oilers. You were actually the first NFL coach <laughs> to hire Nick Saban. What was what did you see in Saban that you you thought he would be a great addition to your squad and and kind of what's what's it like watching him now? He's having a decent run in Alabama, but what what was take uh, take us back to uh, I, I, bringing okay, in Nick? You, you're gonna you, you're gonna die on this. Uh, I didn't know <laughs> who Saban. I, I wouldn't know Saban from a jar of Vicks if he sat next to me. So uh, Tony Dungy was trying to get with me along with me and Joe Green, and they were given permission. They could go interview at any team except the Oilers, and you could do that. And Chuck Noll hated me so bad, 
He goes, you two cannot go with him, but you can go anywhere else. Well, I went down to the uh, senior bowl, and I'm interviewing those two guys, and I said, uh, you know, we, we can't get hired. By the way, that's another story. You got to hear that interview with those two uh, sitting down at the Mobile, Alabama. So I'm sitting in my office, and the phone rings. I pick it up. He goes, Coach, this is Tony Dungy. I go, yeah, I'm sorry. You can't come with us and all that. He goes, I'm at uh, East Lansing at Michigan State watching spring practice. Oh, that's, that's good. He goes, I'm watching Jerry Glanville coach bump and run with the corners. I goes, what, what, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm watching Jerry Glanville coach full press bump and run. I goes, who is he? He says, a guy named Saban. Well, four days later, I flew him in and hired him. Wow! So just off that, uh, just off that Tony Dungy recommendation. No, the recommendation got him the interview. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and what, what he was had it? to go through a two day. Uh, he had to go through a two day, uh, a two day interview. And he almost was part of it because I would drive whoever we were interviewing from the office over to the practice facility. And if they screamed or wet their pants or cried, we didn't hire them because <laughs> I drove. I drove over there at a very rapid amount of speed, and I just, I just tried to see if they had any guts, you know. And he was a little screwy. He was, he was sort of holding on. And I thought he may cry, but we got, we got him in there, and we got him hired. How, how, how fast you get going there uh, on the ride over? I mean, you using your your NASCAR racing skills, they really oh, scare oh, him a yeah, bit. We are, nothing good ever happened under a hundred, so. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, if you're not over a hundred, you might as just be walking. So we, we're, we're, we're going to hustle it over there. You know, I like it. Getting the lead foot going. What, and, and in fact, today, today, I just ordered a car for the 24 hour Daytona. I just ordered the new Camaro, uh, the, the car that's, uh, will be on the track. So we'll have three drivers, uh, at Daytona and we will drive three hours, sleep six, and then you're back. And we just ordered our car today. Uh, with Chevrolet, yeah, it's going to be awesome. And, and what what I love is the race I was in last week. The average age was twenty, and people look at me and they say, "Coach, what what are you going to? How old are you?" I go, seventy-eight. They say, "When are you going to quit driving?" I goes, "Well, I've been driving number eighty-one, uh, you know, for twenty-five years, and I think when my age gets to my number." I'll think about getting out. Until then, get the hell out of the way. <laughs> well, that's I mean, that's awesome that you're still still mixing it up with the uh the the guys there. So you have a you have a you have a couple drivers racing in the 24-hour Daytona? Well, as I'm going to be one of them. Oh, uh, awesome. we, we uh, I'm going to be in. I got to take my shit. I got to take my shit, man. You watch it. I'll horse it around it. I drove in a in a road course like that one time with uh uh you know, some famous people. Uh, we, we're lucky that we got to meet people and, and drive with them. And Paul Newman and I drove at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. And Paul Newman sat next to me in the Corvette. We were in a Corvette. He goes, talk me through what you're doing. Talk me through what you're doing. I said, right here, I'm setting the brake. I'm setting the, I'm on the gas. I'm walking it out. I'm on it. And I'm going to take them through the course. And then we switched. And he drove. And I rode. And I thought, what a waste of time that was. Paul Newman was not an actor. He was a race driver. That cat could drive. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone says about him. Yeah, I mean, it just it takes. I, I've actually fallen into the. You know, we have a lot of time to consume content, 
and I've fallen into watching a lot of documentary and, and, and movies about these 24 hour races. And it, it's, it's really hardcore. So good luck to you, coach. Uh, I have oh, now I a reason to tune wait. in. Yeah, it sounds fun. And, and just hey, that's intense. I got a huge wing. I got a huge wing that I can control the downforce on the wing. So that's going to be new for me. I've done a lot of racing. I've done Grand Prix, circle road courses, but I never had a wing control. So uh, if I want more downforce, I can change my big old flap on the back. Uh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> now, now coach, have you ever, I, we had June Jones on and he said, you sent him a black rose. Have you ever sent anyone on your race team, a black rose at any point? I should send one to myself after last <laughs> week. Cause I really, I, I, I uh, somebody said, did you get hurt? I said, yes, I hurt my feelings. I ruined the whole summer. <laughs> you know, I, I put us on a commission. I, I broke the rear end, the front end, busted both shocks, drove the frame rail through the oil pan. And needless to say, nobody on the race team is even talking to me. <laughs> and prior to that, they, oh, you're the best coach. Hey, you're you're good. Hey, hit one wall and nobody talks. I look around to see if I'm there by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, coach, real quick, getting back to the XFL. You had a great line after after the Vipers had their shutout win, saying, "If we go zero and four, I'm not welcome at Outback Steakhouse." So we shut them out, held them scoreless. If this doesn't get me a free blooming onion, I don't know what will. I have to ask: Did you get the free blooming onion? <laughs> no, I've, in fact, I, I'm boycotting Outback Steakhouse. I hope they're not your sponsor. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm in a hurt because they also own Carabas. And after they lifted the virus, I went to Carabas. Of course, they really was closed for three or four months. Well, they they tried to get the money back the first day from what they lost for the three or four months. Uh, I, I got about another eight payments, and that meal will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you put the Carabas meal on layaway. Oh my gosh! I said, you know. Uh, is there anybody else here I was feeding that I didn't know? <laughs> I, mean, I said, did I buy everybody in the room or what? Now, now coach, uh, I, I was a child of the eighties. You had a video game come out in the early nineties called Jerry Glanville's oh. pigskin football. How did that come into fruition? Cause that game was amazing. That was, that was before, how about this? Before they had Madden football. Yeah. That wow. game took a, they, the company came to me and they said, would you do this? I said, well, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty busy with what I'm doing. And, and uh, I think I was making $200,000 a year of the head coach of the Oilers. And they said, if we can name this offer, uh, name this, your, your game, we'll give you a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> and I said, what, <laughs> what do I have to do? And they said, well, you have to do this and you have to be in the movie Hoffa uh, and you got, you'll, you'll play a party in the movie in Hoffa in Chicago with Jack Nicholson and Vita. That goes, how long will that take? You say two days. And then we use your name and we'll give you a hundred grand. Well, I didn't dare tell Bud Adams. He'd have taken half the money. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little, uh, little side action there. And you, and you were, I think uh, that game in particular was like one of the early games where they actually had the coach's voice kind of doing the sound bites, which Madden ended up doing later on. Uh, what was it? We like? were free men. How about that? We were free men. Uh, a couple of things shocked me about Madden. I got to tell you this. I went to Fox. Madden and I were at Fox when they started it. Do you remember? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, nobody knew who Fox was, and all of a sudden, uh, they hired Madden and, and Jerry Glanville. Madden did the game of the week, and I did the joint. They used to call like called the skim milk game. When I started, I had two percent of the country, and by the end, you hope you had all the country. And I learned, and Matt, Matt taught me. When I went there, I think he was about five or six years older than me, and when I left, I was seven years older than him. So I didn't know how to do that, but it's a great way to stay in TV. Yeah, no, certainly it's it's a good uh, good experience getting that play by play. We've been doing a play-by-play for video game uh, simulations here in the quarantine with with no sports going on. Well, Jerry, really appreciate you calling in uh, before we let you go here. Uh, unfortunately, your good friend Joe Bugle passed away. Why don't you just uh, oh, take a second to talk about Joe and and what he meant uh, to the game of football and and kind of uh, your friendship? Well, I, I went to Western Kentucky and they hired me as a defensive coach, but I didn't have my masters. And Joe had just got his man. And in those days, you couldn't coach at the school like that unless you could teach and have your master's degree. So uh, I was making $125 a month as a defensive coordinator at Western Kentucky University. And Joe was coaching the offensive line. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't even find a place to live. Well, Joe had a log cabin, one bedroom log cabin. He goes, well, Come live with me. Well, we only had one bed. Well, we flipped the coin. I think, you know, Joe set it up. He won the bed. <laughs> and so, uh, believe it or not, in the next room, we'd take our newspaper, read the paper, and I slept on the newspapers. Oh, and wow. we would, and, and we would, all of our football, we'd eat pizza and ice cream. All of our, all of our football was done on the, on the, on the Bible pizza boxes. I mean, I said, look at this defense, Joe. Look, I'm going to run. And Joe would say, look, I'm going to pull this backside guard and come up through here. I'm going to put two people on the other side. And we did everything on pizza boxes. <laughs> and uh, I ended up getting a job offer from there to Georgia Tech. And Joe got a job offer later at Navy. And then he went from Navy to Ohio State. And we're like brothers. I mean, we just, we're just like brothers, two bachelors just having fun. And um, lo and behold, uh, I end up at Detroit Lions, and we need an offensive line coach. And I said, "Let's go get Joe Bugle." And where is he? He's at Ohio State. So I enticed Joe. Joe was making nine thousand. We gave him nineteen and a new Thunderbird. Oh, the wow. Thunderbird got him. <laughs> and we and he's there the fourth or fifth day. Who do you think walks in and turns the office upside down? Joe. Woody Hayes. Oh wow! Woody Hayes <laughs> comes in there to get Joe, and I mean, he scared everybody in the freaking building. <laughs> what are you doing here, pro football? These people own these teams. They own trucks. They own b- businesses. They're not football people. Bizzle, get your stuff and come back with me. Said, oh my God! I said, Joe, don't forget the Thunderbird in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, man. That's a great story. <laughs> well, that's great. And uh, uh, Coach Glanville, appreciate you calling in. Make sure to check out uh, Coach Glanville on his uh, on his twenty uh, four hour Daytona ride. Oh, I'm going to be checking that out for, for sure. sure. Well, well, pr- well we, I hope we're riding in two weeks. We got to put the. We're supposed to be racing this last week in Pensacola, but I killed the car. 
but but it's called uh, it's it's called the Pro Lay models, and uh, I'm running with a bunch of twenty year olds that I scare the devil out. Of. You got to come watch. <laughs> love it. I got to get out there. Oh, man. you got to love this. I got to tell you this. My last race in NASCAR was Michigan, and you'll love this. And uh, I came in third, and had a hell of a run. A good car, had a hell of a run. And my poor wife says, Jerry, when are you going to retire? I said, what? So when are you going to get out of this? I says, wouldn't this be 20, 20 year olds? Why would I retire? She goes, I'll tell you why. I goes, yeah. She says, I saw you pay your entry fee with your social security check. (laughs) 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 Hey, uh, guys, I was 69 years old in my last NASCAR race. Wow. Jeez. Well, that's awesome. Oh, that's that great. is awesome. I hope, yeah. I hope to be driving cars at any speed at that age. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, it's, I, I, the good Lord is taking care of me, so I hope you can just keep watching over me. But I hope we get to coach football again. Uh, you know, June Jones needs to be coaching, best quarterback coach in the country. And if you give me a defense, we're liable to stop you once or twice, you know? <laughs> I think my Giants could use some help, so maybe we can sort something out. It's kind of funny. I was offered a giant job uh, one time, and I did not take it. Uh-huh. And you'll die. Guess who I recommended? I recommended two people. I recommended a guy named Bill Parcells because I wouldn't take the job, and I recommended a guy named Bill Belichick, who was my assistant in Detroit, to be the special teams coach. And I recommended a guy I coached at Western Kentucky named Romeo Cornell. Oh, wow. So I recommended all. I recommend all the three times. Uh, it was the head coach was the guy that went to Alabama from the Giants, Perkins, Ray Perkins, uh, Ray yeah. Perkins, yeah. Ray tried to hire me as his defensive coordinator. When I didn't take the job, I recommended bill Parcells. How about that? Wow. Well, thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate your contributions to my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite a good recommendation. A Can't go recommendation. wrong with uh, Parcells or Belichick. Just real quick sidebar. What do you, what do you think of the uh, Patriots this year? The big news. They just brought in Cam Newton. Do, what do you? What do you? They lost Tom Brady. What do you think of their chances this year? Let me tell you about Cam Newton. And I told his daddy this about three or four years ago. There's never been a player in the history of the National Football League that was so unprotected by the officials than Cam Newton. I would get so mad. I would call up his dad and say, "I will go to New York. I, I will. I will bang on the commissioners." I've never seen they, the officials took four years, maybe five, off of Cam's career, and he got hit in the head, hit in the knee, hit in the mouth. And the only thing I can think of, he could run the ball so good, they were afraid to stop the play because he may take off. But they never once, once protected him. And I don't know Cam Newton. I've never spoke a word to him. He wouldn't know me from a jar of Vicks. But I'm telling you, I've never seen a player that was so unprotected and it made me mad every year, even though I wasn't in the league. And I think when he's with the Patriots, when you win, when you're good, they protect your people. So there's no, if he gets the same treatment that who's the guy that left went to Tampa. Can anybody remember his name? Yeah. So some uh, Tom, I think Ted Brady, something like that. Can Can I ask can I ask you a question without hurting your feelings? Yeah. Do you think he was protected? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ran by him one day and sneezed and got 15 yards. 
beautiful. Well, this was an epic interview, Jerry. Appreciate the time, and uh, hope to, hope to have you on again sometime. Adios, my friends. Epic uh, interview with uh, Jerry Glanville. Oh epic. man, that was amazing. Before we uh, wrap things up, shout out to Cushy Dreams CBD. That's right, Cushy Dreams. Full line of premium smokable CBD, legal in all 50 states. Uh, great shipping. And if you use the promo code SGP, 15% off. CushyDreams.com, promo code SGP. Kramer, I know you're a big uh, peace pre roll guy. Peace and love, peace and love. I like the uh, creative uh, pre-roll. Get that so, going with a cup of coffee. You're ready to go. One of these big time Twitch streamers stole peace and love from me. Wow. So Cushy Dreams should talk to them about this. Mm, they're on it. Cushydreams.com promo code SGP. Yeah, the guy's writing peace and love in his tweets. I'm like, oh god, this is my original take on this. Come on, man. And uh, just, I mean, that that Glanville interview, all timer. I think even at some point we have to release the the behind the scenes audio of us. We do these station IDs where you explain like, hey, could you mind? Do you mind saying uh, this is so and so? You're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. And me explaining to Jerry Glanville what was going on and him doing it. I mean, he ended up cutting an amazing station ID, but also us setting that up. I think. Is uh is pretty fun as well. We'll have I to mean, we'll have to do a little uh, behind the scenes of that interview we'll, as well. One take, Charlie. You know, yeah. I mean, the guy nailed it. He nailed the interview. It was awesome. And again, make sure you check out the uh, football tournament hashtag TFT coming to you, kicking off the evening of July third, Fourth of July Eve, eight o'clock East, five o'clock Pacific. slash ATC. Sign up there. Get your entry in. $10,000 in my bookie credits. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast. Sean, have you, have you explained to people how they can rate and review our podcast? Oh yes. Yeah. Make sure. And, and this that is what we should nice. do. Why don't we throw people a bone? Because Jerry was so awesome. If you uh, rate the uh, sports gambling podcast mm. on Apple podcast review or just rate, no, you got to give a review okay. and you got to mention the Glanville interview. And, and I know what you're saying. What if I didn't like the Glanville interview? There's no way that's possible. Mention the Glanville interview and maybe your favorite line, a quote can of Vicks. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't know Colby <laughs> from a can of Vicks, <laughs> whatever it is you liked about that interview. And uh, the best one will get a sweet, sweet SGP hoodie. So send that, do that. We'll, we'll take a look. We'll announce a winner on the next podcast. Thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast. And for the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean stacking the muddy green, and he is Ryan. Special congratulations to the Atlantic Coast Conference for taking down the college football tournament. Dabo, you're still a bitch. Kramer, let it ride. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.